friends. Let's have a soul talk. Today we're talking about the importance of our emotions in all of our relationships, including with God. When Jesus says, come to me, he's inviting us to bring our emotions to him. That's where apprenticeship to Jesus starts, because we live in our emotions, whether we feel them consciously or not. We're thankful to all of you who donate to the ministry of Soul Shepherding. You enable us to help pastors and missionaries who lack resources and to provide this podcast for free to thousands of people each week. Hello, friends. Thanks for joining us on Soul Talks. We want to give a shout out to Jeremy Dibler, pastor of spiritual experiences right here at Journey Church in Irvine, California, which is our town. And Jeremy's been listening to our series on befriending emotions and says, thanks for writing about the blessing of emotions. It's validating for me as a feeler and an artist. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. You know, it's validating for so many of us who are feelers. And so appreciate you putting words to that and reaching out to us. We love to hear from our listeners. And we would love to meet you also. We are, we've told you we're speaking up in the Seattle area in Everett, Washington on befriending our emotions, September 15th and 16th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. All of you in the Pacific Northwest, or if you can get there, we would love to greet you and have you be a part of that conference. We're also speaking here locally in Southern California in Cerritos on the joyful soul. The stress of life and ministry will deplete your soul unless you stay renewed in the joy of Jesus. So that's October 6th, and uh, again, it's in Cerritos at the First Evangelical Community Church there, and we hope to greet you there. Yeah, it'd be wonderful to see you in person. Well, Bill, we're talking about befriending your emotions, and today on this podcast about particularly befriending your anxiety. And that might be kind of surprising <laughs> to some of us. It's, <laughs> I don't tend to think of wanting to befriend it. I tend to think of wanting to get free of it. And, and that's the problem. We'll be talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I think this runs pretty deep in us. I was listening to my sister talk about her grandbaby and how much she hates being in the car seat. And we've seen this with our granddaughter too. And how now her granddaughter, Grace, who many of you have prayed for, thank you, when they put her in the car seat and they start heading down the road, they don't even get out of the neighborhood before Grace starts saying, all done, out, out, and pulling on the straps. And she's, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. she wants out of the car seat. She's yeah. all done. And I, I just think that's so funny how kids can verbalize, you know, so much what we feel and how many times I'm in a circumstance where maybe God has me strapped into something for my protection Hmm. And I'm saying, out, all done, God, (laughs) out, out, all done. (laughs) And uh, so that's one of the things that triggers anxiety is this lack of control, this feeling trapped or feeling out of control. Yeah, we have this felt need that we want to be in charge. We want to uh, run our our lives our, our own way. And we want to feel like we're in control in situations and we're in control of what people think about us and how they feel about us. And uh, we don't realize that that's, uh, we're internalizing a lot of stress when we do that, internalizing conflict sometimes between people and uh, putting expectations on ourselves. And that, that's actually creating anxiety. Yes, it does. And we want our listeners to know that if you struggle with anxiety, you're not alone, that this is a, a common thing. It's not something to feel ashamed of, or we can tend to isolate and hide it in shame. Mm-hmm. So just to 
make use of some statistics that will validate this. Anxiety disorders are the most common mental disorder in the United States. So there's the 40 million adults in the United States over 18. Uh, so that's like 18% of the population. That's, that's just a lot every of people. Year. Yeah. And it gets heightened sometimes with um, national events or news, too, that can, can trigger that. But anxiety disorders are treatable. And yet only 37% of those suffering receive a treatment and a, or a, a help with a psychotropic medication that can help with some of the physical, you know, brain chemistry causes or genetic causes of anxiety. People with an anxiety disorder are three to five times more likely to go to a doctor. Not for the anxiety, but because they think they have a, an illness. They think something's wrong with them. Yeah, because they're... They think they're having a heart attack or there's some physical ailment or they'll be worried about different pains in their body and rush into the doctor and it's a lot of money and time that gets spent when really it's, it's anxiety and they need therapy. Yeah, and there's different things that can cause the anxiety. Some, you know, certainly events, triggering events, not feeling in control... But there's also things like I mentioned, genetics can play a role, can run in family histories, it can be a physical component. There's also, you know, triggers for it, circumstances, life events. There can also be personalities that are more prone to anxiety too. Yeah, perfectionistic personalities, uh, overachievers, people that are sensitive to the feelings of others or really uh, upset by conflict. And these are personality patterns that form early in life. And so anxiety is something that can be very crippling. uh, And we want to help you understand that. We want to help you receive some encouragement and be drawn into the peace of the Lord. And so uh, another aspect here. uh, So I've talked with so many people. I mean, literally thousands of people over the years dealing with anxiety I, I think I developed something of a specialty in that because of my own story with anxiety and the difficulties that I've had well, since that's my a teenage real years. Area I've seen great transformation in your life since first meeting you. I need to do a lot of work on that and uh, a lot of scripture meditation and uh, a lot of uh, seeking the Lord and learning to uh, submit to God. And uh, so learning how to receive empathy, learning how to think more and more positively, to really trust people who give me grace and um, to trust uh, God as the sovereign Lord and that he's in charge and he's doing good things. And so, yeah, it's been a lifelong learning for me. But you befriended your anxiety. You, You learned to befriend it in order to do those things that you just listed. Yeah, because if we don't get it on the inside, if if the help is only on the outside in the Lord or in the Bible or in in a, in a person or a small group or being in a peaceful situation in nature, it's, we have to absorb that. We have to uh, agree with the grace that's being given to us by the Lord. And as that then it gets uh, internalized, then we really can be, begin to live in the peace of the Lord. Yeah, and it's counterintuitive because... I also talk to so many people, you know, at least somebody once a week that's really struggling with anxiety. And usually what they're doing is trying to shut that down, trying to deny that, trying to ignore it, shaming themselves for it, judging themselves for it. They're not befriending it. And it's always a surprise to them when I talk to them about how they need empathy. 
They need to receive empathy. They need to go in and pay attention. Usually anxiety is a signal to recognize that they're having emotions they're not paying attention to, they're not being honest with. Yeah, they have to get into a relational space. Uh, when you're uh, internalizing stress and you're worrying and you're anxious, you're, you're not in a relational space. And you're in a, a performance orientation, uh, an image orientation of trying to impress people, or you're just out of control with doing too much, uh, th- this sort of thing. You're trying to manage outcomes, mm-hmm. control other people or events. I think just about everybody I've talked to dealing with anxiety they typically are someone who is very uh, impressive, mm-hmm. very responsible, uh, really, really looks good, is, is working hard, is accomplishing great things with their life, and really presents a, a great image. Yes. And they don't realize h- how much of the, that's the problem, that they're, mm-hmm. they're trying so hard to, to control these things and to uh, deny having faults and weaknesses and hurts and needs and just to be strong all the time for everybody and in all the work that they do. And so uh, Paul, the master psychologist uh, after Jesus, uh, in the great uh, letter Philippians, Philippians 4, he says to us, uh, he's speaking to us about just what we're talking about here, about getting our relational centers on. These are very famous verses, uh, reading from the New Living Translation. He says to us, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. There's a lot of relational words there. Rejoicing in the Lord's presence, being considerate of one another in our relationships, uh, not worrying, but, but praying, talking to God about what we need, you know, asking like we were talking about a few weeks ago on Soul Talks, uh, being grateful to God. That's a very relational way of interacting with someone, to, to give thanks to them. Uh, and when, when we uh, do these things, Paul says, we'll experience God's peace. He's talking about a growing intimacy here with the Lord. And then the peace of Christ guards our hearts and our minds. And I really appreciate you drawing our attention here to the relationality in this scripture, because I think that's really easy to miss. And to read it as this, oh, this is just something I've got to do. The other thing we do is we read it as, and you know, don't be anxious. And we think, oh, yeah, it's bad to be anxious. And then we, we guilt trip ourselves. And then we, we use that, uh, misuse and abuse that Bible verse to actually deny, yes. negate, or invalidate our emotions. And mm-hmm. the Bible never uh, teaches us to do that. The Bible is always on the side of self-awareness and confession uh, of our sins, of course, but also confession of our, of our brokenness, our hurts, our, our struggles, our stress. And because when we t- we're honest with, with God and we're honest with people in the body of Christ, then uh, the Lord can heal that. You've been immersing yourself this week in studying the Bible and particularly studying Jesus's emotions and his experience of our human emotions. And so really 
love what you've been discovering there. Yeah, I've put in, uh, I don't know, probably six or eight hours Bible study on this, going back to the original Greek words of different uh, feeling words that are being used in the New Testament uh, to describe different uh, experiences that Jesus had. And all of the emotions that you and I have, Jesus has them. And so that's coming up for you in your uh, in our blog that we email out and hope that you are signed up for that. I think, I think most of you know that our podcast and our blog emails always coincide. We're on the, the same subject, but uh, hitting it from different angle. So each week we're, we're on a theme and we're going deeper with that in the course of the week. Also, our social media posts uh, and the different Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are always uh, on the same theme that we're talking about in our podcast and that we're writing about in our blog with our uh, devotionals and so forth. And I uh, want to give a, a shout out to Anna Grindley, who is a Facebook friend from Sydney, Australia, who listens to our podcast and uh, reads our, our devotional uh, blog emails. And she recently on, on Soul Shepherding, uh, listening to the video clip on anxiety, because we've been talking about emotions. We have a number of short video clips from talks that we've given that are on our Facebook page in particular. And so she was commenting about how I said that a great key to understanding our anxiety is that when we're anxious, we're trying to control things something that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And so she says how that's helpful to her. And she went deep with this concept in reading our, our Easy Yoke book and says that uh, she asks, do you have any suggestions for how to explain this concept that you, you write about in Easy Yoke about abandoning outcomes? How do I explain this to a bright yet anxious nine-year-old girl? Mm-hmm. How does a child learn to abandon the outcomes to God instead of trying to control things? What a great question. Yeah, really good question. You got to love that as a, as a mom, uh, me as a dad, you know, we, it doesn't seem like that long ago we had, had nine-year-olds in the house that are now all, all grown up and, and we're into the grandparent stage just starting. And uh, so it's, these kids are so precious, but when we see them stressed and anxious, we really feel for them and want to help them. So you replied to her. I reply to uh, all the messages that we get. Uh, you contact us. We'll, we'll reply to you. I said to her, well, uh, Anna, try noticing when your daughter is trying to control things. And uh, if she's in a receptive place, then gently describe what she seems to be feeling. Meaning, you know, put words to the emotions that she might be having. And uh, see if that helps her to begin to understand and describe uh, what she's feeling. You want to begin to have her, her own words to what she's experiencing. And nine years old is old enough to begin to describe things. And if she will do that, it's going to help her to relax because it's a basic principle that we work with in therapy. It's also a principle in 12-step recovery, but it's that we want to learn to talk out our, our stress and our temptation and our uh, negative emotions rather than acting them out. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of ways that we act out painful or negative emotions. We do that in addictions, but we also do that when we internalize it into our body or we uh, avoid conflict and maybe get depressed or when we have uh, emotional meltdowns, panic attacks, all these kinds of things are uh, emotional reactions to things that we're not uh, bringing into a relationship. 
and we're not praying about it, or if we are praying about it, maybe we're not doing it in a way that we're actually receiving empathy from the Lord, which is why it's always good to uh, couple your prayer life with your soul friendships so that you're actually, with, with a human being, you're, you're talking out your experiences and you're asking for empathy so that you can receive the Lord's compassion through a person. Yeah, it's something that I've learned that Anna probably is going to need to do before she draws out and helps her daughter, you know, put to emotions what she's feeling is she herself needs to be in a place where she's going to be ready to receive her daughter's anxiety verbalized and not join in and match it and react to it. Because that can be a temptation sometimes, especially with someone we love so much as a child. We hear their anxiety and then we can catch it and become anxious with them. And then that's not really helpful. So she's going to need to be able to be at a place where she's really looking to the Lord, abandoned to the Lord, trusting the Lord, immersed in his peace, his strength, you know, his empathy for her, and able to extend that. That's such a good point. So what you're saying, Christy, is that before we can uh, really offer empathy to somebody else and to validate their emotions and help them articulate their feelings, in order to do that effectively, we really need to be in a a space ourselves emotionally where we're aware of and accepting our emotions. Yes, that's right. We need to be receiving empathy uh, from the Lord or from people that we trust in our life so that we're in a hospitable space mm-hmm. and there, there's room in our soul to, to truly listen with our heart and, and absorb what somebody else is feeling. Yeah, and we can join Jesus in befriending that, that person. In this case, it's the daughter's emotions rather than joining them and rejecting their emotions, which, you know, we, we can do. I've been guilty of doing that even. I've, I've found myself, you know, rejecting somebody else's emotions because they're triggering emotion to me. Right. If you're in a, a hurried place, an anxious mm-hmm. place, you're a lot of stuff you're trying to do or you're feeling discouraged, these kinds of things, and then your, your child has an emotional stress reaction, you're, you're not likely to, to be patient and calm and gentle mm-hmm. and gracious. You want to just, you know, fix the problem or send them away. And those kinds of things are, are little rejections. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you're identifying like me, a time when you've done this, I am wanting to invite you to befriend your emotions and not go to shame and recognize it's not too late. If you've done that to somebody, you can go back and own that and say, you know, I realized when you shared this, it triggered these emotions in me. And then I moved to try to shut you down because I was uncomfortable with your emotions. I just want you to know, I'm sorry that wasn't about you. And, you know, I hope you'll give me another chance. I hope you won't, you know, continue in this pattern of thinking that I can't ever handle your emotions or that you'll think that because I rejected your emotions at that point or shut them down or judged them that they're bad. Yeah, we call that emotional repair. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the concepts that we unpacked in our Soul Talk series on family. And it's really important. In fact, we say that's the most important thing in a family. If you want to raise uh, emotionally and spiritually healthy kids, if you want to have a family that's... uh, uh, mostly functional. I mean, we all, all families, of course, are going to have some dysfunction because we all have uh, wounds and uh, destructive behaviors and attitudes. But the, the more that we are able to repair in our relationships, to, to say, I'm sorry, uh, and also to go back and empathize and say, you know, how did that feel for you when I lost my temper, when I wasn't available to you? And really to listen. That, that re- restores relationship. 
and it helps to uh, re reconnect and re engage and sort of illuminate the person with a sense of God's presence. Honey, when we were talking about doing this podcast, and I said, "Well, this is your story, Bill. You, you know, you're totally a different person than you were early in life as it comes to anxiety." You said, "Well." One of the main things that's helped me is the apprentice prayer. Yeah, that's that's the basis of our book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke, which really comes out of my story of getting help with anxiety in, in therapy and in prayer and spiritual disciplines and, and my other relationships and how the Lord uh, brought increasing levels of his peace in me and through me. And so it's the Easy Yoke is really my story, is learning to live in Jesus' easy yoke, and I still slip out of it sometimes, of course, and need to get back in. But the apprentice prayer really expresses that demeanor. And I've, I've prayed it thousands of times. Uh, many of you have been praying it with me. Uh, but in this prayer, it's a prayer of devotion to the Lord, to uh, uh, apprenticing ourselves to Jesus, our master. And it's also a prayer of relinquishing our outcomes of situations, uh, hopes and expectations, and not trying to control things. But we keep uh, submitting to the Lord. We, we uh, trust Him and praise Him as a sovereign Lord who's in charge of our circumstances. And that helps us to relax. We're um, getting into the yoke or into the teaching of the Lord, which is uh, an attachment. It's a bond because we're all going to be yoked to someone or something. We can choose whether that's going to be a, a person who's abusive or alcohol that makes us feel good for a little while and then causes big problems in our life, or whether we get yoked to overworking or to uh, an an insecure relationship or to someone who's critical, or we can be yoked to the Lord and the Lord through people that give us empathy and grace. And so Jesus is our, our master. And Jesus, we just praise you. We apprentice ourselves to you, Lord. You are the Prince of Peace, and you are the one that helps us with stress. And as we get caught in patterns of worry and uh, we're internalizing conflict and uh, the expectations and the burdens and responsibilities and becoming anxious, Lord, you teach us to pray about these things. You don't judge us and shame us for having anxious feelings, but you You offer a warm, welcoming smile, and you invite us to talk to you about how we feel and to abandon the outcomes to you and to just lean back into your arms and to let you hold us and then to take your hand and walk with you through the challenging circumstances that we're in and finding a friend to do that with us who will listen to us and empathize with us and pray for us. And we want to be that kind of a soul friend to others, Lord. And uh, God, we pray that, that these Soul Talks podcasts would continue to cultivate soul friendships amongst all of our listeners, Lord, and that you would continue to build this sense of community for us growing as uh, emotionally whole and honest and devoted disciples of Jesus in the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We'd enjoy meeting you. It'd be great if you could come to our Soul Shepherding Institute or one of our other events. You could also have us come speak to your church or community. Soul Talks is a ministry of Soul Shepherding and is provided by our donors. 
you can help us reach more people by sharing this podcast with your friends. 